The reading today comes from Luke 2, verses 36 to 40. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. And now we'll hand over to Carol for today's message. Well, 2020 is finally over and we find ourselves at the start of another new year. I wonder how ready you feel for what might be lying ahead. I think 2020 has proved to us that we need to be ready for anything that the world may throw at us, from extreme weather conditions and global pandemics to a nationwide shortage of toilet rolls, to mention but a few. But as last year's taught us, it's difficult to prepare if you don't know what's coming and you can be caught off guard or focusing on the wrong thing. But I wonder if you feel ready to be used by God this year. How prepared are we for anything that God might be calling us to do? Will we be caught off guard or surprised by an opportunity? Well, you might be thinking, well, why would God choose me? I'm not much use. He'd be much better off picking someone else more talented, more gifted, more interesting, or perhaps someone with more time on their hands or a bit more money in their pocket. Or think back to Tuesday the 8th of December. Not a particularly auspicious date for me. It was quite an ordinary day. But for Margaret Keenan, it was a momentous day. At 91 years old, she was about to become the first person in the world to receive the coronavirus vaccine outside of a clinical trial. Amidst all the media attention was a quiet, unassuming lady Wearing her Christmas t-shirt, she just rolled up her sleeve and let the nurse get on with it. She wasn't doing anything especially brave. She was having an injection, something we've mostly all been doing all our lives. But she was the first to have this injection. And when asked what she would say to others about having the vaccine, she replied, go for it. If I can do it, so can you. And so Margaret Keenan, ready or not, suddenly became the human face of the coronavirus vaccine. She wasn't anyone famous. We don't know what her life story was, but she was the right person at the right time and she was willing. And in our Bible passage today, we get introduced to another human face, one that God has chosen for his purposes, and that's Anna, the prophetess. But as we've continued with the story of Jesus's birth and early years, it's just worth remembering that she's not the first human face we've encountered so far. 
in the opening two chapters, there are a variety of others. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, who finally receive a much longed for child. Mary, a young unmarried woman. Joseph, a working class man. A group of shepherds, probably young men themselves. And then Simeon, who sees the Messiah and blesses him. So it seems God can and does choose anyone and everyone to fulfill his purposes. And as we've seen already, no one is exempt. Ordinary people going about their ordinary lives who all get caught up in something extraordinary that God has planned. It's as if Luke is reminding us that we all have a part to play in this story, whether old or young, rich or poor, male or female. So in just three verses of the Bible, what can Anna, an elderly lady, probably mostly invisible to those around her, teach us today about what it means to be prepared to be used by God, either in ordinary or extraordinary ways? We don't hear very much about Anna. We know she was a prophetess, which means she spoke the truth about God. She was from the tribe of Asher, the daughter of Phanuel, and she was old. She was also a widow, and from the text, we can assume she had been a widow for a long time. Now, being a woman who was a widow in Anna's day was simply devastating. She would have had to rely on extended family members to look after her. She would be unable to make a livelihood herself and therefore would have been dependent on either the charity of others or remarriage just to survive. Any of those circumstances in those days would have been enough to cause regret, disappointment, anger, frustration, weariness and eventual defeat. But for Anna, it has been instead a life of worship, service and giving thanks. And I think this is what we can be reminded of today as we prepare for another new year. We're told that Anna never left the temple, but worshipped night and day. When we worship, we consciously choose to fix our eyes on Jesus. We make him the centre of everything we do and say. John Altberg puts it like this. He says, I need to worship because without it, I can forget that I have a big God beside me and live in fear. I need to worship because without it, I can forget his calling and begin to live in a spirit of self-preoccupation. I need to worship because without it, I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and plod through life with blinders on. I need to worship because my natural tendency is towards self-reliance and stubborn independence. So when we worship, we are reminded of God's presence in our lives and we worship not because God needs it, but because we do. Anna likewise could have lost her sense of wonder and gratitude, her calling and become preoccupied with her own circumstances, poor and widowed. But she chooses instead to worship day and night, 
fixing her eyes on God and looking forward to the birth of the Messiah and the redemption of Israel. I wonder how prepared you are for worship this year. We worship God in all sorts of ways, not only singing his praises in services, but like Anna, through prayer, through reading the Bible, and through being attentive to what we are learning through prayer and Bible reading and applying it to our lives. And as we worship, we heighten our awareness of God's presence and his action and stay open and alert to the ways in which we can join in with that presence and that action. Anna's service took the form of fasting and prayers, seeking God and connecting with him. She hadn't sought remarriage, as would have been the custom of her time, but had instead focused on serving God in the temple. It was spiritual service, we see that in her prayers. It was sacrificial service, we see that in her fasting. And it was steady service. Anna served the Lord night and day for a long, long time. She served the Lord every way she could, as long as she possibly could. And one other reason for us is that we are never too old or too young to serve the Lord. Anna was 84, Margaret Keenan was 91, Mary was probably only 14 or 15 years old, Joseph a young man and the shepherds too. And so all these people, all these human faces remind us to serve the Lord while we can and trust that God will use our faithful service in ways we cannot imagine. Anna had no idea that God would add her story to his word or that millions of people would be blessed by it down through the centuries. Margaret Keenan likewise had no idea she would become famous as the first person to receive the coronavirus vaccine. So we need to be ready and willing for whatever God has in store for us by continuing to worship and serve the Lord in the small things as well as the big things. As a prophetess, Anna's role would have been to speak the word of God and share what she knew about the promised Messiah with all who would listen to her. This was the basic job description of anyone who was called a prophet in the Bible. And I imagine she'd been faithfully doing that too, along with fasting and praying and trusting in God. But then something different happens. What started out as an ordinary day became something extraordinary for Anna. As she walked across those temple courts, which she'd done every day for years and years, she meets with the Saviour. And in that split second, as she gazes into the eyes of the baby Jesus, she knows exactly who he is. Imagine after all that time, waiting, fasting, praying, talking about the Messiah who was promised to come, Anna sees Jesus and is given a new reason to speak about the child to all who are looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Her first thought is to give thanks and then to keep on looking forwards now to the redeeming work that the Messiah had promised through scripture. Just like Simeon, she gives thanks to God for sending the Messiah. And then, 
Not stopping there, she went out and spoke to everybody. She went around telling people that their saviour, their redeemer, had come. How extraordinary that an elderly lady was chosen by God to be the third person to testify to Jesus being the Messiah. An ordinary person, most likely overlooked and undervalued her whole life, gets to be remembered forever for this one small act of recognition. So what can an 84-year-old woman who's given just three or four verses in the Bible teach us as we begin 2021? Well, maybe more than we think. Anna's devotion and focus on God through her worship, service and thanksgiving is what perhaps we can ponder for ourselves as we begin another new year. You see, Anna wouldn't have been alone in the temple on the day that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus. At this time, there was only one temple in Jerusalem. The actual temple itself was reasonably small, but it had a large structure all around it, a large court, porticos, columns, staircases. So it was a very large, very conspicuous, very busy structure in the centre of Jerusalem and it attracted pilgrims from near and far, both Jews and Gentiles. It would have been a hectic and lively place. Pharisees would have been there too, running around the temple precincts, performing their rituals. They were unaware that this unique baby was being dedicated to the Lord. They were too preoccupied with rules and regulations and missed the Messiah because they were really perhaps more devoted to themselves than they were to God. And Sadducees probably passed within yards of Mary, Joseph and Jesus, more preoccupied with the latest decrees from Rome. They thought that political influence and power were what mattered, rather than what God was telling them. They missed the Messiah too. Temple merchants would have been there, selling their sacrificial animals, probably within earshot of this unassuming couple and their newborn son. They thought that a good income was what mattered, but they too missed God's saviour that day. They had all taken their eyes off God. But Anna was the one who knew that worship, service and thanksgiving to God was what mattered And she was the one in all the busyness of the day who recognised the child as God's promised Messiah. Her relationship with God had prepared her for this moment so that she knew who she had seen and felt compelled to share that news with others. She practised service, worship and thankfulness. But she was also willing to testify, to speak about the child to anyone who would listen. She could have kept quiet about it and not said a word to anyone and just gone about her business in the temple. Now, we might not get a big opportunity like Anna or like Margaret Keenan. We might continue to serve God in the small, quiet, unassuming ways we have done and continue to do this year. 
But perhaps this could be a reminder to us to keep our eyes on Jesus, to make sure we don't miss opportunities because we're looking at the wrong things or our attention is focused on something else that takes the place of God in our lives. We each have a unique part to play in bringing about God's kingdom. We are all like those before us in scripture, the human faces in God's plan. So perhaps today, as we begin the new year, with all its promise and uncertainty, we might each take a moment just to reflect on what Anna has to say to us and about what we can do to ensure our own readiness to be used by God this year. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, as another new year begins, we ask that you help us to remain focused on you, to place you at the centre of our lives. Help us to be prepared for opportunities to share the joy of knowing you in our lives. And like Anna, to have the courage to speak of you to anyone and everyone who will listen. Give us eyes and hearts to recognise you as the year unfolds and help us to make more space for you, the giver of it all. Amen. Let's join together now in some worship. <laughs> 